Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Petty Eddie Podcast. This is episode number two, and with me today I have a guest that I've uh, been excited to get on this platform with me, uh, someone who's helped me get to this point, the man you just heard as the theme song, uh, my man Teasy. What's going on? Yo, what is going on, man? You know, it's been a been a long time coming, my brother. I mean, I'm proud of you for all that you're doing, and uh Thank you for having me on, man. I'm glad to be on this wonderful podcast, ready to spit some knowledge here if anybody will listen. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you coming on and everything you've done, especially the theme song. Uh, that's been a, a thing that we worked on for the better part of last year. Finally got everything together. Uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you who do not know TZ, he is one-third of the host of the Swerve City podcast uh, with Isaiah Swerve Scott and Big Swole. Uh, Swerve, obviously, in NXT and uh, Big Swole killing it in AEW. And speaking of Big Swole, you can hear TZ anytime that she comes to the ring. That's him and her on the track. Anytime you hear Sammy Guevara come to the ring, which he has a big match coming up on uh, Dynamite uh, this Wednesday. That's also my man, TZ. So that's just a little backstory of him. So how are you holding up in this crazy, crazy time we're having right now, man? Man, you know, I am... um. Still exercising, still staying on my grind, uh, just trying to trying to keep my head above water, man, and uh, keeping keeping my distance from where I need to. Been uh, spending time with family. I went on a two hour bike ride today. Still exercising. Um, I've just really been uh just been boosting up content, man. While everybody's down and structuring, you know, trying to do things, I've been I've been I've been in the studio putting in work on these visuals. So there's about to be a lot of music dropping. That's what I'm working on. And, and that's what's up and that's what is something that, you know, I can relate to, you know, the work ethic. I always see you working. It's always something with you. It's always uh, you know, the Swerve City pod, uh you and Swerve are uh finishing up an album which comes out April 4th uh from Humble Beginnings. Uh you know, I you see you guys on Instagram all the time on Instagram live. Uh, going over different verses of songs and putting the right touches on it. And to me, that, that shit's just dope because, you know, I like seeing the behind the scenes of how people operate. And you operate like a madman, which is awesome. 
Thank you, bro. You know, I always, you know, I was always, you know, my granddad always told me, you know, a man might be better than you. You know, a man might be better than you in something. You know, you're not always going to be the most talented. You're not always going to be the most, um, the most gifted. You're not going to be the best looking. Somebody might be more talented than you, but you're going to be hard pressed to find a man that works harder. So that's that's what I put my pride on is putting. I call myself um, kind of like a, a the, like kind of like a Chris Jericho of, of of wrestling. You know, I could just adapt to anything of any time and any any culture and stay relevant, bro. So I'm always working, always working on something. I have to. And, and that's what I like. We we had a conversation the other night. And you said 2020 content year, and and you know I've been getting out a lot more content this year. Uh, recently at Grill Position, I have a column every Thursday. Uh, more talk anything about wrestling, I, I write for my mind on sports, and you know more of that's coming. More of that's coming now. I get the podcast out, so content 2020 is the content year, and you hit it right on the head with that one. And so when I have guests on my show. I give them the coin toss and you win the coin toss. So we either start off with sports or we start off with wrestling. And I always let my guests decide. Let's start out with sports and let's get to the wrestling later. Man, I'm missing sports. I'm missing something fierce right now that sports are my entire life. You know, sports and pro wrestling. And now we we have minimal pro wrestling and, and no sports. So how are you holding up with that? Because that's not easy for anyone who is a you know, a sports head like I know you are and many other people are. Man, so check this out. First of all, like, you know, um, I have no NBA. So I'm a Spurs fan. It ain't like we're doing anything anyway. And, and the amount of excitement you get from a Spurs game is like 0.3%. But still, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's <laughs> – it's crazy, man, to, to, to be involved in this, man, and, and, to, and to see this crazy time. I've never you know, seen anything a- like this. You know, usually you can you can come home from work or come home from wherever, and there's a game on of some sort. You know, uh, March Madness, we're, we're not getting no March Madness this year. We get no NBA to come home to, uh, you know, or have on for you, like, in the studio or me when I'm wherever. It's just a crazy time because we've never experienced anything quite like this in our lives. And I, I just don't even know what to think half the time. I'm going nuts without, you know, sports, you know, NFL free agency last week. That, you know, was exciting. I mean, it's always exciting, but this year felt a little bit more exciting because we have nothing to watch. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing There's nothing to watch, man. There's nothing to, to hold us, man. I, I was looking forward to seeing if LeBron James is going to catch up to Giannis in the MVP race. Even though I think Giannis had it, I think Giannis had um, it. Too. I'm a Lakers fan, uh, so I, you know, I could obviously be biased, but I really think Giannis was the uh, MVP, and I don't think LeBron was catching. He was making it real damn close, but I don't think he was catching. Giannis was doing way, way too much. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis was in another level, man. Um, I was looking forward to watching my new favorite player in the league, John Morant. That's my new favorite player in the NBA. That's a good one to have. Um. I love the I love the controllable dog. Like he's 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 like Russell Westbrook with better decision making and more emotional control. Okay. So I like uh I like him. He can shoot the jumper, he can play defense. I lot, lot you know, he's he's a my he's a division rival for me, but you know what I mean? I I have to rock with John. I'm gonna get me a Morant jersey sometime in the future. Yeah, that that's what's up. And a and a buddy of mine that I went to you know college with, he's a big John Morant fan, got one of the throwback uh Grizzlies jerseys. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, but, yeah, he's an exciting player. I loved watching him in college. 
Uh, then in the NBA, I was like, oh, sweet. You know, he's going to, he gets his chance to shine even brighter. And, and that's just awesome to me. The Spurs. Well, where do I start? How much time you got in your podcast? <laughs> okay. Let me say that. First of all, DeMar DeRozan needs to go. He needs to go. Um, I agree with that. I'm not, I never was a big DeMar guy. Much love to him as a person. This is just speaking athletically. And, you know, we, we hold, we pull no punches over here. I think, um, you know, I, I think LaMarcus was my favorite player in the NBA for a long time before Jock came in. And uh, I, I always liked Portland LaMarcus. Uh, I don't think Spurs LaMarcus has really been that good. He's been okay. He's been efficient and he'll give you 22 a night. But it's going to be a very, very mid-rangey from seven feet post up, uh, left shoulder hook, uh, post fadeaway contested shot. He's not going to play much defense. Nope. Um, DeMar DeRozan doesn't shoot threes in today's climate. Uh, he'll get he'll get twenty five on uh, uh twenty five on 50, uh, seventeen shots and twenty of those points are mid-rangers. Yep. So, you know, I uh we need to I, I like Jonathan Murray. Keep him. Let's keep uh let's keep Ronnie Walker. Uh let's keep Ronnie Walker. Yeah, this year it's, it's, it's not only is it a- Yo, my bad, man. Something happened. My phone rang and it cut off. I'm sorry. No, we all good. That that's the beauty of, of using Anchor. I can, you know, link all of this together after you know we wrap up and n- no worries at all. Sorry, man. Phone, so. phone cut off, and it, it just uh, it, yeah, my bad, bro. No, After you're the good. cut off, I'm sorry. Continue, man. But yeah, you're you know you're you're talking about the Spurs. This year is a, a weird year because usually we're used to seeing the Spurs, you know, contending for a playoff spot. This year they might we're on the outside looking in, and that that's just something that I haven't seen since I was, you know, four or five years old. And that's just a weird thing to see, and I'm sure for you, you're just like. Damn, well, I guess we had to experience it at some point, huh? Right, right. So seeing that, you know, seeing that and the way that, that that's happened, it's, it's kind of like, man, it's like, what do we, what do we do? You know, what, what do we, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what does the team do? I think we just have to get younger. We have to, we have to get younger and we have to just roll with the punches, man, and kind of adapt our, um, adapt our play style. Popovich just had a great run. But now I think that we just uh, we need to rebuild eternally and build have Jonte Murray be our leading point guard. Try to get someone in free agency that fits the style, or maybe in a year or two that fits our style. Lamar's getting older, you know. Demar Demar is in, in the peak of his career, but it's not very. Uh, you know, I know he wants to go to Miami. Yep, and I don't know how him are going to mesh, but. Um, it's 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 just time for us to move on from the from the Mother Rosen experience. You know, we tried it. Was, it was it was the best we could get for Kawhi Leonard being gone. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And uh, growing up, you know, I, I'm a Lakers fan, so I hated the Spurs, but I love watching them play because a lot of people are like, "That's boring basketball." It's not though. It's th- it's the right decision at the right time, getting the most efficient shot you can. But, yeah. Absolutely, bro. It, it, it's it's fundamental, man. This is the, the way they play basketball is how they how they normally used to teach kids. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. A lot of ball movement. It's a lot of ball movement. The ball doesn't stick in no one's hands more than like two, three seconds. 
Right. And that, you know, that's always something that I've hated them, but I've always respected them. And I've always loved watching them play despite everyone like, oh, this is boring. Not, well, I don't think it's boring. It's just basketball. If you don't know basketball, then it might be boring to you. You know, not every right. game is going to be, right. you know, 33s made between two teams. You're not going to have the Warriors, you know, Splash Brothers every game. So, uh, yeah, that, that is a weird time. I think Tim Duncan should be the coach. And Pop should move on, whether he retires or goes elsewhere or does whatever he wants to do because he's earned that. But I think Tim Duncan should be the, the coach. I think he should, too. I think he should, too. I think um, you could have uh, – I think have him or you could have uh, Becky Hammond run it and – and let Tim let them two do it together. I think I, I think I think no matter who you give the title to, they're both gonna intertwine together. I think Tim Duncan would be the better look. I think either way, you make history with Becky Hammond, or you give it to the guy who was the best best the best offer in NBA history, and it was his franchise. Either way, it looks good for the Spurs. Either way, it looks good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, they're in a position on that end. Their coaching staff is in a great position. And their coaching I, staff is fantastic. And they know they get to learn from Greg Popovich right now. And you know, seeing I, w- I would love I would love a Chris Middleton. I would love a a Chris Middleton three D three and D guy. He won't be, you know, he's not a lead guy, but he can be a good second guy with Jante. If we get him a Chris Middleton, even though I'm not gonna get rid of Chris, Bucks or not, but if we have like my dream thing would be like give Give me Jante or Chris Middleton and one star player, and we'll be okay. I like uh, I like Jakob. I like Jakob. I like uh, Jacob Jakob. I like um, uh, I never really was a big Patty Mills guy. Um, a lot of people was. I wasn't. But you know he he's a good he's a good veteran leader. Um, keep Jante. Keep Lonnie Walker. Keep Brian Forbes, and let's uh, let's build around that team. Um, you know I see. Uh, you know, and and, and, and and another sports as well. Like um, I've been, I've been getting back into my boxing, my MMA. I'm always excited as you know what for baseball season. Oh my god, I love baseball season. God, I was so excited. I was going to go to uh, a couple, a couple Rays games, couple Rays games when my boys came into town. And um, I have a, I have a fun fact. I have a few life goals that I want to accomplish. I want to three, two things I want to accomplish. I want to go to Safeco Field where the Mariners play, and I want to go to McCovey Cove where Barry Bonds used to knock out the balls up the park. That's two things I want to do in my life. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I want to see all 30 parks. That's a, that's dope. It doesn't have to be like in a summer, but just in my lifetime. I've seen probably three or four now. And yeah, I got to go to Wrigley Field too. Got to go to Wrigley Field. Yeah, too. I got to get to Fenway because I'm a Sox fan. With, and then you're a Yankees fan. When I, when I found that out, I would just... I was like, no, not him too. Not- I was like, he was like, you know what, man? Yeah, he made the great music. He does good music, but he does a good podcast. But now I, I can't love him like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've helped him out on a personal level. I've been there for him on a personal level. Like we, we became, we become good, good brothers in 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 in, in, in this um in this wonderful industry. And I find out he's a Yankees fan, but no, um. The mother of my kids used to be a uh, it, it used to be a Red Sox fan, and a lot of my friends are Red Sox fans. I'm good. They have good taste. Um, good. I like that. So uh, you know, it's 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 all good. I'm, I'm a tolerable Yankee fan. Now, when we play y'all, I want us to beat y'all by seventeen. Right, absolutely. But but um, you know, it's it's not like I I, I can't be friends with Red Sox fans. Like you know, I, I like I, I grew up. You know, we were from a time, man, where we had. 
Johnny Damon and Derek Jeter versus Ortiz and Ramirez. You know what right. I mean? So we're from the good old days, the early 2000 days of, uh, of baseball. Right, my, so. my favorite sports memory is the uh, 04 playoffs when we came back down 03 against y'all and then went on to win the World Series. Good so, God. That's the reason why I started having blood pressure issues was I was that young. Right. And that was just so exciting for me. I, I can remember all of it. I can remember watching it, being so damn excited for it. And then, you know, my best friend's a Yankees fan. So, of course, he he heard all about it and his, and still hears about it to this day. And, you know, it, it's fun. You know, Yankee fans can be fun to, you know, debate with. And, you know, when we play each other, no, no, fuck y'all. No, no. No, no, fuck y'all. No, <laughs> bang, smack y'all by 10. Oh, just beat you. You know, it's just, you know, that's just the love of sports and stuff. But I thought they were going to have a deep run this year. They got, you know, they got Garrett Cole. My socks were going to be in some trouble this year. I do not like they got rid of Mookie Betts, but I'm sure you don't mind that at all. Nope, don't mind that at all. I mean, um, you know, uh, I think that, you know, for, for that trade with the Dodgers, I mean, I think it was – how can I say this? Um, for, for that trade – excuse me, not the Dodgers, but with that trade, I think that, you know, it – for you guys – for you guys, like one, you have one. Your your farm systems always on the point. Even when you're not like, even when you're not up up on your farm system, you still have like you guys are still never out of pieces. Right. You always have like one or two guys in AAA that can come up and like in four years be like a dope center fielder. And you're like, how did? Even if it's not like like the Rays farm system where you know they they build guys up and then trade them when it's time to right. ramp. They they're able to you know you guys are able to keep one or two guys that you can always develop and develop that Red Sox mentality as us we just buy the guys okay we're gonna catch you at thirty and then we're just gonna pay you but so by the time you're thirty seven the contract means absolutely nothing I don't like that we do that in most cases but you know I'm like I'm a Yankee fan that like how can I say this I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan that doesn't mind paying players, but I don't want to pay players to the point where they're not the same anymore. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? You know, the Red Sox are the same way because a lot of a lot of shit that I get and my, my Yankees friend get is, oh, you just buy championships. Well, the object is to win championships. So if I have the resources and the money to sign four good players in the offseason and increase my team's chance of winning, I'm going to do that. Well, look, I mean, like let's say we go back to the late 90s or early 2000s. Before before the Ken Griffey injury, if I had a chance to get Barry Bonds from Pittsburgh, Ken Griffey Jr. and damn Mike Messina, I'm going for it. Why not? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like like what? Like why not? Like it's it's it's, it's imperative that when you're a big market team, you're going to go for it. You're the Texas Rangers. You're the Angels. You're you know with with Trout, who's unbelievable. You have you know you're a big market team. Um, even the Tigers, you know, uh, ourselves, the Red Sox. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna go for it. You're gonna you're gonna have to spend money, and and you you're gonna have to spend money to get players. And I I'm, I truly believe you spend if you do spend a lot of money, you spend it on pitching. You have to. Yeah, pitching is key, especially you know in the postseason when uh when all when all of it's even heightened, and you know starters don't pitch, you know, seven eight innings on. Every night, you have to go to a bullpen. Uh, a lot of times, that starts early in the game, and you know, pitching is is, is key because, as you've seen, the Yankees have bought—I'm well, not bought, but you know—signed a bunch of uh, 
players to big contracts over the past you know decade, and they haven't. No, we, you, we bought. We bought. You said it right the first time. Well, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> right. We bought them. We bought it's them. Amazing it, it's amazing to me that a team like the Yankees, and you know, I know, I know the history of them because obviously, you know, the history of the Red Sox, and for a decade they didn't win, you know, a championship with their. With their philosophy of oh, we're just gonna go out and get this guy. Well, we can we're gonna get him. Oh, give us him. You know, John Carlos Stanton. And that's it. You know, Derek Jeter did that on purpose. That was on set up beforehand. Derek Jeter's still looking out for for his team. But uh, you know, that's you know, not panning out as well. But you know, I thought they were gonna have a deep run this year. It was probably gonna be them and the Dodgers. So hopefully we can still see that. I'd be fine with a shortened season because the MLB season is just long. I, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly long. If they if they brought that down from one sixty two to like one hundred, you know, yeah, that'd like be, that'd be cool. I mean, it might be that this year with the way things are, you know, heading and, and looking right now. And that just that just I can't believe that we don't have baseball right now because you know spring training be wrapping up. And next week, you know, we'll get into WrestleMania talk in a minute. But uh, that's always like the opening week of MLB. It's always an exciting time. Now it's just like, oh, wow, we don't have opening day. No March Madness. We're getting a, a cut-down version of WrestleMania. We're not getting – we might not get the NFL draft. It, it's just – it's a wild time for sports. And, and before we move on to wrestling, another team of yours, the Titans, they had quite the run this year. Yes, um, I was very proud of my boys. I mean, I wasn't expecting. I, I mean, Ryan Tannehill was the butt of every joke in my household. Like I would, when he was with the Dolphins, I had every joke for Ryan Tannehill. Every time Ryan Tannehill plays well now, it's like I almost feel like he heard me and it's like proving me wrong each and every week. Right. I was not expecting this guy to step up middle of the season and to do what he did and. Then you have Derrick Henry, who's, you know, it's just unfortunate the position he plays because they're going to do anything not to pay him. Yep. <laughs> and, is you know, the running back position has been so devalued. I, I, miss the, I miss the workhorse backs to Emma Smiths, to Barry Sanders, where they he's like he's like the throwback of that, where he is the offense. But, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's staying cool about it and, and can't control the market, just have to keep putting in the work. And, you know, maybe like Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, he'll get his money. But... Um, you know, I'm I'm really really excited, man. To see where we're going. You know, we signed Tannehill to a long contract. Um, I wouldn't have signed him that long, but when you need a quarterback, you need a quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't have given him that much money though. I know exactly. what he, I know what he did last year, but that's not enough to give. It's crazy. Ownership. We didn't pay him. Manning wanted to come to us, but we didn't want to pay him. But we paid Tannehill. Wow. Right. Um. Right. And then, you know, you, you think about uh, the industry and, you know, where the NFL is going. You know what I mean? I, I like I like where we're going. I love A.J. Brown. I like I like our young – getting younger on defense. I think we're good. We're good. We need – Casey's getting a little older. We need uh, we need some youth at that line. We need us another cornerback. Um, I love our safeties. Um, if we can get another good right outside uh, – excuse me, left outside linebacker. I think we're a few pieces away. Um, and with and with the Patriots run finally, hopefully being over, we have more of a shot. So, yeah, it definitely opens things up, you know, in the AFC. You know, so obviously have the Chiefs and the uh, Ravens. Uh, but yeah, the Titans had a, a fantastic season. Beat the shit out of my team opening week. Uh, they beat the shit out of the Browns handedly. 
And then I, I was remembering that someone had said, oh, the Browns lost to a team that isn't good. I'm like, well, they, they aren't a terrible team. And you know, then they you know, were up and down to start, and then they went on that little run. And I was like, well, that's, that's who we lost to right there. So there we go. And that, that was just that was just bad because my friend that's a Yankees fan is also a Titans fan. So I heard all about that. And we have another friend that's a Titans fan. So I heard about that for a while. You know, it it, it says a lot. You know, it, it, it says a lot. And and um, I look forward to seeing what we can do. At least we're not afraid to pay people now. It's just now is just keeping the team together, keeping the course together. And really putting in that work to be able to to get better on the on, on the football field and and I'm really really proud of my boys they 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 showed love I I was praying we beat Kansas City but I was like yeah we're, that's not happening I mean <laughs> it, it was it wasn't out of the realm of possibility going into that game it wasn't it was not because we beat them in the regular season and then I, no I thought they could do I didn't think I didn't know if they they were going to but I thought they had a, a legitimate shot at it but then you know the Chiefs are who they are and but I, I am glad that we got your offensive lineman Jack Conklin on my Browns because now we have you know more help for Baker, more protection, uh someone who can open up lanes for, for Nick Chubb and uh possibly Kareem Hunt again. So that, that that's pretty cool. So I thank I thank y'all for that because that's someone that I saw that he was a free agent. I was like, oh the Browns could get him and that'd be a good fit for him. And sure enough they did. Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, we, we, we've had a solid O-line. Our O-line was dominant this year, and, you know, we weren't going to be able to keep everyone. Nope. You know, and, and, and you can't keep everybody. And, you know, linemen, linemen quarterbacks, and cornerbacks, they're going to kill your salary. So if you sign Ryan Tannehill to that contract, and if it's not a, and, you know, left tackle, right tackle, anything within your, your offensive line, your cornerbacks, offensive line, and your quarterback eats up by a lot of cap because a lot is dependent on those positions. And, um, you know, it's uh, and then deep in the line after that. So it's it's very, very imperative, man, to get your line set. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Baker, man. You know, I, I like his personality. I like I like edgy guy. That's my favorite player. I like John Grant. I like Baker. I like guys with some edge to him because I, I like the players like that, like the guys who – were afraid to compete and talk about competing and, and having yep. that to them. As long as they can, Baker can control it a little bit, but he's 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 getting there. I like guys like that. Those are the personalities you remember. Now I am a, like uh, my my favorite running back is Barry Sanders, and he didn't say much, but he's so talented. His words, his 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 movement said as much as his words did. But Absolutely. outside of that, Absolutely. like I was a big Barry Bonds guy, I was a big Ken Griffey Jr. guys. Guys were swagger guys yep. that. Kind of, you know what I mean? They move to the beat of their own drum. So, you know, that's like you know, sports and wrestling. You know, absolutely. That, you know, that you just you're drawn to the personality of and character, but you know, in in sports, it's it's them, and as they say in wrestling, it's them turned up. But it's really they're not like putting on a show for them. That's just who they are. They're enjoying themselves, playing the game they love, and you know, that's you know, something I do too. I love Baker. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, a lot of people forget that, you know, not everyone that has a solid rookie year comes back and lights the league on fire the next year. You know, Brett Favre wasn't that good in year two, and I think he turned out to be pretty good. I'm not saying Baker's going to be the next Brett Favre or he is going to be better than him, but, you know, got to put it in comparison. That's a, a similar type quarterback. 
You know, there was a lot of doubts about him. But, yeah, someone like Baker, you know, I love Odell. I love that we have him on the team uh, and Jarvis, too. They all have these personalities that, that just draw out to me. And I, I, I love the cocky players. One of my favorite players ever is Randy Moss, uh, who you threw in the theme song. And he was just all about the, you know, the cockiness. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you can think you're going to check me. Here I go right past you. Give me that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, um, how can I say this? I think that, you know, we have a, have a, a dynamic where the, those players are starting to come back slowly, but surely, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's competing. Everybody's like ultra friendly and I believe in coming together and stuff like that, but when we're on the court. Like I like like I'll use Swerve for an example. I use anybody, bro. Like if we're on a basketball court and you have the opposing jersey on, I I am trying to score thirty on. Right, it, absolutely. Like, I, I, Fact. I just I just I I can't I can't play any other way because it's gonna hurt me in the long run if I give if I give anybody any breaks. If I'm on a rap song with somebody, whether it's Swerve or anybody, I'm trying to I'm trying to have the best record on the song, and the best verse, but I'm also not trying to take, but see, music is kind of different because sometimes us as rappers, like before we get into wrestling, I just want to say something about music. us as rappers or like musicians, we kind of know when someone got us on a song, we just don't say it. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I get that. It, it's, 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 it's competition, man. Sometimes, you know, that person hits that, hits that groove and, uh, you know, I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing in wrestling or, or anything. You try to you try to be the best exactly what you do. That's why I gravitate towards those players. Yeah, that, that, the same thing for me. You know, I I like all of that stuff about like the whole presentation of it all. And then in in rap, you know, I'm not a rapper, but that's what I'm so drawn to rap in is everyone's trying to be the best. Everyone, every verse they spit is this is the best verse ever. Every song they you know put out, this is gonna be the best song ever. And then you get on a track and you have whoever on the track, you know, three, four guys, they're all trying to have the best verse on there. So when everyone's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, Hope's verse killed it. Wayne was the best on this one. Eminem had the best verse on this song, et cetera, et cetera. And that sports and rap, they, they go hand in hand together. And, and that another thing like that draws me to that. Absolutely. Um, that's the that's the thing. beautiful thing about music is, you know, it's it's all competitive and it all it all comes together. But sometimes it's about making the best record, and that's what I like about you know working off for humble beginnings coming April fourth with Swerve is, and also my own stuff or anything music is that you know you have to learn to adapt. Like I give you guys like a little a little nugget on my bro's show on my bro's uh, show his podcast here about the album creation. Like Swerve Swerve picked all the beats on the project. He picked every single beat you hear on the project. He picked every beat. He had he had a lot of the concepts of the ideas for the records, and this was his first time making music. So these these ten records you hear on this album was all picked. The beats were picked by him. A lot of the concepts were thought of by him, and I I kind of played the role and just went with it because you know this is the thing, and this is the thing about being a team, and this is the thing I want to give people a little jewel here about teamwork. You know, everybody can help each other, and every and sometimes you have to know what someone's strengths are. Like, once I, once I heard Broke Boys, I said, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, that song was, was fire, and that, that's a song that was it is a good vibe song. It was 
uh, released around WrestleMania time last year. So I was vibing out to that on my way to New York and my way home, and and I still vibe out to the song. And but not knowing that he wasn't in like music as long, and he did that, I was like, okay. I was like, oh that's God. what I'm saying. That's what that's I don't. You dog couldn't believe me in the studio. Like, how does this guy? This guy, it, dog. I've had music mentors. I've had people that is. I've been in the studio with people that are quote unquote professionals. Never do stuff like this on their first try. Like they, they're, they're they're ten years in. There's never made a song like Robo. Right. Like it, it, it's 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 amazing, man. And and shout out to my bro Swerve for everything that he's. Everything that he's doing, and you know, for us to be able to come together musically—that's why I said it. I put, I put trust in him, and and I have to. I don't really, you know, talk about myself, but the one thing I will give myself credit for, especially in today's climate, is a lot of people aren't able to not only share the sugar, but everybody always has to lead something. Everybody wants to be the leader of something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in situations. You have to step back and let someone else drive the ship because maybe that idea that they have is better for that situation. Sure. This album would not be the way it's going to sound if I directed the project. Not saying it would be bad, but it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't have this sound that it has. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? And I that my music is not saying anything bad about my music or anything like that, but it's just that we're both wired different. I hear a beat totally different than he does. So. That's that's the dynamic of being a team. You're working together. It's it's the it's the format of making the best record. Like, look, man, I don't like. I look at Swerve City like this. Swerve being where he is with Swerve City and me joining and him having the idea of, of me being the co-host to the podcast. I have no problem being Scotty Pippen. I have no problem. I have no problem being Young Kobe to where Shaq was already at. Because I know there's going to be some nights I have to score thirty myself. Yep, absolutely. So, so it's it's no problem. Sometimes sometimes Mike, you know, sometimes Mike went. Even though the media will never tell you this, sometimes he went seven for twenty. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But but you know, Pippen had to hold it down. Pippen had to guard the best defense, the, the best offensive player some nights. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, you know, it it, it 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 just it just happened. So you know, you you have to. Learn how to play your role, and I'm glad that you know with this album that you're about to hear, and um, I'm about to send it your way in a couple of days because it's fully done. My man, um, you know, you you get the opportunity to really, really hear what we're talking about on this album, and we're gonna drop the album cover in the next day or two, so that's another exclusive. So by the time this drops, you know, you guys already probably see the album cover already on all markets coming. So, um. The album cover is very creative. I thought of the album cover, and I had this album cover in my mind. Once I said from humble beginnings, and we was texting each other, and we're like, "Yo, man, what do you like? What do you think about this album title?" I said, "Bro, that's perfect. I have a great idea for a concept for a cover for that, and um, it's gonna be dope. I can't wait. I can't wait to give you guys this. Uh, we just dropped on social media. We have a future song coming with uh, Project. Man, Pat I'm so works. excited for that. I, I was talking about that the other day." I'm so excited for that. I, I, I love Project Pat, and I love the fact that that you and Swerve are getting the opportunity, you know, to do something with him. And, and you know, that just dope. Absolutely. Dope and, you know, that just... I mean, it's already dope with you and Swerve, because, you know, I've followed Swerve's indie career a little bit, and then followed your career since, you know, you were on Justin LaVar's podcast doing his theme song. Uh... But to see someone like Project Pat with y'all, that just that's dope. 
Yo, also too, man. No, no. Before uh, I forget this, and before I get back to the project, real quick, shout out to Justin Labar, man. Shout out to Big Bro. He's one of the first people three, four years ago to give me a platform. He's um, he's always been a great dude to me, man. He's he's let me introduce things on his live shows, and he's always been a great guy to me. He's always rocked my merch. He's one of the few people I always looked up to in here in media, and still do because he's. I swear to God, he's one of the people. I don't know why WWE hasn't picked that man up. Like he is. I think it's more so him. I think it's more so that he's right. him because that, that's my guy too. Lavar's done a lot for me. Uh, I've interviewed him a handful of times. Uh, I went down and walked. I went and had a beer afterwards. So, because I, I met you know Josh Eisenberg when I was at college on some random you know occasion. Shout out to Josh too, and man. Shout out, bro. Josh. Love you, Josh. Love you, Josh. Josh, you know, he uh, he's helped me out in some, some dark times for me. And, you know, it's amazing that, you know, they're somewhat celebrities to me because, you know, I, I started watching them on YouTube and they're talking about wrestling. And then I meet Josh Eisenberg, which then led to a connection with Labar. And then, you know, so I got to see Labar and, and be around him and get, you know, advice from him and stuff. And then he has his podcast. And then I hear, you know, he was hyping you and he hyped the theme song for you. And I heard that. I was like, oh, that's dope. I was like a theme song for a podcast. That's sweet. The, the, the best, the best, the best live song I ever performed. When that song is live, it is the best record. It is. It will never. There no song I've ever done live will ever top a uh, reality check. That song, when I perform it live and get a band behind that, that is a dog. I lose my mind. Yeah, I need bro. to hear that it, at some point because you know because it's a dope song as is. But you know, live, I can just you know imagine how greater it would be. And, but yeah, Lamar's, absolutely, Lamar's man. A great dude, and that—that's how I, you know, found out about you. Which then later, you know, I was, you know, talking to you here and there on Twitter, and then a little bit more, you know, started. I saw that you had some merch. I got the hat. Uh, I think I have a shirt. If I'm not mistaken, maybe just the hat. I don't remember. But then, you know, we started talking. More, Thank you, man. Started talking more, and then I was like, oh well, he can do theme songs. I can't do shit with music, but what I can do is put it on my podcast. You know, so you, you did one for me before my buddy and I were going to start a podcast and that fell through, but I still have that still a dope song. I'll play it one day on, on this pod. Uh, but then, you know, I was like, all right, now, you know, I'm on my own basically again, you know, which I've always been in terms of all this stuff, but you know, I was like, all right, that's dope. Let me have him get on here. You know? So we yeah. you know, worked, worked it up. Hey, what do you want on here? You know, and it took some time, you know, we were both busy with different things in 2019 and then it came at the right time, and uh, the podcast. This record, this record came out way better too than the first one. This one here, th- I was I like the first one, but this one here, with the way that we took our time with this, and the way that I like thought about the the creation of how you'd want it. Um, I, I, I love the I love the intro, man. I think this is dope. I might shoot a video for it, but I'm gonna do shoot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be shooting some videos for like songs that people wouldn't, you know, just stuff that people wouldn't think right. that I would do and just give people extra visuals. So that's probably something I might do in, in late 20, early 2021 awesome. after, after I get these, um, these other projects out the way is, is just do some, do some quick videos for some songs that, you know, that, that I feel like needs to get there just do because, you know, there might be maybe they're in the independence on your podcast and people might not 
you know, they might not get the exposure that the other ones uh, deserve, you know, that they deserve. So um, definitely, man, um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited with everything with the music. Uh, you know, make sure you guys go out there, get that Sammy Guevara on all streaming platforms, get that swole. Um, I'm about to break the news on um, your podcast right now, what I got coming up. April April 8th, I'm dropping Orange Cassidy music video. Freshly Squeeze is dropping. That, that's going to um, be fire. Uh, uh, I haven't told nobody what I did. I have not told anybody the video. I've not said a word. All I know is it, it's a different Montezzi. That's all I'm okay. going to say. Um, um, I have uh, at Best Kept Secret with Cedric Alexander in the music video. The song's about him. That song's coming. Is he in the song uh, or is it about him? It's about him, and he's in the video. Okay, Me and him in the video. And and his wonderful daughter's in the video too. So, um, all three all three of us are in the video together. Okay. Um, we have um uh, have uh Judas uh Judas from Jericho dropping right after uh or uh, freshly squeezed, not too long after. And also, here's the exclusive. I didn't tell anybody. I've been holding for your show. The song I'm really, really excited to do because I get to go into a really dark place for this one. I got Moxley coming. Okay. Soon, so that's going to be Moxley is the one I'm most looking forward to for the simple fact that it's like that song is like like the aggressive me, which is what I love doing. That's like me in my bag. And I just got I just got the gear for the video. So um, I like once, once or twice a week, I'm going to be shooting scenes for each different video. Uh, well, Cedric Alexander, I'm going to do it one day because I got to go with his schedule. But um, yeah, I got that coming. Also, you know, we got the the song Body Art, Dell dedicated to the women. Me and Swerve, um, Juice from Fat Boy mm-hmm. Zombies. You have a video for that? Uh, that's, that's what you recently shot. Yeah, we just got that. Yep, that video shot. That's coming soon too. After the album drops, it is. I've told you, there's gonna be a lot of content. You'll see Montezzi everywhere this year. I'm not playing with guys. And, and no that's, way. That's that's dope to me. And you know, it's dope that that as you said earlier, you want everyone to eat. And you, you know, reached and gave me a plate and we're like, all right, here, eat, eat with us. You know, you, you do your thing and eat and, you know, help the best way I can. You've helped me tremendously thus far in the time that, you know, we've known each other and gotten to know each other over the, uh, the past few years. And, and, you know, I can't thank you enough for that. We family, bro. If you blood, if you family and I see someone yeah, that, that, that I can try to do whatever I can to help because, you know, they're hungry. They're hungry and they're, and they're trying to find a way, some way, somehow to, to get on in any way that I can do with my connections to help. You know what I mean? To help build a platform. I'm, I'm going to do that because I know what it's, excuse me, I know what it's like to, to have ideas and be on the grind. And, and But you just want connections. You just want, you realize how important connections are in this game. And you just want to show your work to say, hey, man, all I'm waiting is opportunity. I'm not, I'm not telling you to do anything for me. I'm not telling you to, you know, put me on and just, you know, not do anything. Nope. I'm just, I'm going to work hard. I'm going I'm to put in the work like it never happened. And, you know, I'm just going to, all I want for you to do is open the door. I will walk through it. I will get my, you know, I will be the horse and I will drink the water and get my own water. Just open the door. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, people like me who, you know, are, are writers and, and podcasters need people like you because you you've seen a lot more than I have because you've been in this a lot more than me. Uh, well, I've been in you know media and writing and stuff since I was in college in, in two thousand nine uh, when I started. But you know you've seen like the 
inner workings of wrestling. Like you've worked on shows. Uh, you were supposed to be the host for Pancakes and Pile Drivers uh, WrestleMania weekend next weekend, but you know, obviously that is not happening. But that's you know another dope thing. I was like, wow, that, you know that's dope. But but someone like you, you've seen a lot more than I have in this in this field of you know wrestling. I know a lot of you guys are looking and, uh, Absolutely. So it's, it's nice, but I can, you know, I can reach out to you and be like, oh, hey, you know, because every time you guys have someone on on the pod, you know, it's a lot of uh, NXT guys and WWE guys. Oh, how's that person? Oh, he's cool. Oh, he's hilarious. You know, you know, she's this, he's that, you know, that, you know, I, I want to hear that because I want to talk to these guys at some point in my life, you know, whether it's just a conversation or it's on my podcast or for an interview of some sort. And getting like a backstage pass sort of through you, you know, that helps me. All right, I can do that. All right. All right. And, that, and, bro, and that's, that's how it goes, bro. And I understand why you asked that because, see, this is how I feel. I feel like in the wrestling business, as I grew in this business, you need a filter because you meet some people that you don't need to be talking to mm-hmm. in this business. So, um, Swerve has been my filter. So people he bring around is someone that he rocks with as a person because I gotta have a bond with a person. I can't just right. do it because I'm not gonna do it. I, I, I'm a man of morals and principles when it comes to anything in the entertainment business because I'm not just gonna do something to do it. But so when I interview these people and then you ask me and I'm be like, yeah, this person is this person is a one. You know what I mean? It's something to connect. I mean, who knows what'll happen? Maybe. You know, I do media for maybe I do media and get signed to AEW one day or WWE or whatever happens. Or I stay independent. Whatever I do, I now have the I have the opportunity to give you the opportunities and put you on, and then you can take that and build. Absolutely. You know what I mean? One teach one, bro. I'm looking out for your for your fellow brother. I know what it's like to you know because I go to school for mass communications and uh, my associates, so I know what it's like to be a do journalism, public mm-hmm. speaking. All in that same field. So when we did it, I was like, we 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 think alike. We have the same mindset when it comes to journalism and, and broadcasting and and um and speaking. We're both we're both been trained a certain way. So that's how we're able to 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 connect. Yeah, like you know, I went to college for that communications uh, with concentration concentration in journalism. And then you know, I've learned things there. I've learned things on my own there, and I've learned things outside of college. And then, you know, I've learned things from you and all of this, you know, it's different puzzle pieces coming together. You know, I, I feel very strongly in my abilities to write or to record things, uh, interview people, do stories, cover games, whatever it is. You know, I, I know I can do it. And just the more of a platform I get, the more opportunity I'm going to take and, you know, create what I can and, and show the world that I'm, I'm a very creative individual of how I use words and how I how I see things and take it from a screen to a notebook to my computer screen. Because if I gave you, if I gave you my notebook, because every, every article I write, I, I have like, I love the prep work of everything. So whether I'm writing an article or I'm doing a podcast or I'm doing whatever, I'm doing all sorts of prep work. But if I gave you my notebook, you're not going to put the same thing on the screen as what I would. Not saying that, you know, you wouldn't do it, you know, better than me or anything like that. But you're not going to be able to have the vision of, okay, I can give you this notebook, but you can't do everything that I'm about to do with all those stats and, and statistics and, and you know figures. Absolutely. And, and, and when you turn on that record button, you're supposed to feel like, look, my podcast is the best podcast in the world. There's no reason 
why my podcast isn't the best in the world. I don't care how many numbers this person's doing, what that person doing, who this person have. When 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 my podcast is on, and it's time for for me as Eddie to to talk to these people, I can bring something to the and a dynamic to these wrestling fans, sports fans, whatever that nobody else can can bring because I know what I bring. Right, and that, that's what resonates. And that's pro wrestling with me and someone like Swerve especially. Uh, you know, like I said, I followed his indie career a little bit, uh, and then I was at Pancakes and Power Drivers last year in New York, and it was his last. Uh, indie appearance before he signed with nxt uh i think he'd already signed but you know wwe likes you to finish out your your indie dates and so he did that and it was dope because after because i've never seen him live so you know seeing you know hearing the song and, and seeing him come out and just you know vibing out and then uh, the match was fantastic and then afterwards he got on the mic and talked to everyone you know explained what swerve is you know swerve is confidence and and that resonated with me big time even more and it drew me to him more and then, so like you said, anytime I'm I'm on this podcast, I'm I'm on my phone, which is awesome because Anchor, you know, is awesome. I can do that right on my phone. I'm I'm giving the best podcast in the world right now. You know, I have the I have the best. Absolutely, period. Best. No no debates, no debating, no 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 second guess. You know, if anyone ever says differently, I'm like, well, that that sucks for you. You don't see that, and then move on. And and if, and if they if they like it and, and and rock with it, you know, that's awesome. But I don't do it, you know, for likes, and I don't do it for things of that nature. Yeah, I want people to like my stuff, but I just want to be able to express myself. And that's how pro wrestlers are. Uh, like you said, when the red light comes on, then they really come on. You know, the the theatrics of wrestling and, and, and everything that goes with that. So what got you into wrestling? Great question. Um, so I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, man. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. I'm uh, for anybody that knows, I have no problem saying my age. I'm gonna be 32 in June. So, I uh, uh my first interview I, I ever remember watching, like in its full entirety, was WrestleMania 8, Macho Man versus Ric Flair, Sid Justice versus Hulk Hogan, uh, Tito Santana versus Shawn Michaels, Undertaker versus Jacob Snake. Uh, yeah, I just Hoosier watched that guy. recently on the WWE Network. I love that pay-per-view, and because of the first pay-per-view, I used to have it on VHS. The, the VHS tape says Antoine, Antoine's wrestling, okay. and um, the VHS tape. My mom and 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 grandma used to uh, order the uh, the wrestling pay-per-views, and I always used to tape them for me. I used to sit down and study them. So subconsciously, I always had wrestling in my heart. Um. I was never, you know, I'm I'm a short guy. I'm five five, so I'm not the tallest guy. So I I'm not tall at all. So I always like I didn't have the physical gifts, and I didn't have the, you know, I, I had the gift to speak, I had the gift to talk, and I had the gift of making music. So I said, you know what? I was sitting back with my son one day, and I was I was, I was uh, my kid's mother was about to drop my son off for early in the morning, like five in the morning. And I was listening to beats random, bro. And then I was watching the 2000, what, 15? No, four, 13 World Rumble. And I remember that was the, uh, the and I was watching uh, the the backing of when um they they interfered uh, the Shield interfered in the uh, Rock and CM Punk match. So then I see Roman Reigns. I have no idea who these guys. I know who Roman Reigns is. But I, but this is the time we were with the Shield. They were just getting started as the Shield. 
And I randomly said, I'm going to write a song about this guy. So I went on Wikipedia and I just looked up Roman Reigns stuff. And I went and I said, I'm going to write a song about Roman Reigns. So February 27, 2014, I wrote the song Roman Reigns and it went viral. And it went all over the place. I mean, I mean, still to this day, what people say is my best wrestling record I ever made. And it's like my first kid, so it's hard right. to replace it. But um, I made that song, and it went viral. So what I did was I just kept, I kept going. I said, you know what? I'm gonna start from the ground up. I'm just gonna go to indie promotions, and I'm just gonna offer my services. I'm not gonna charge no money. I'm just gonna. So my friend of mine. Uh, lives in Maryland. One of my best friends. Uh, name's Rich. Shout out to you, Rich. You're the, re- you're, you're the reason why I'm here today. He said, hey, man, um, I know you've never been to Maryland. I know you wanted to come visit. Well, Bret Hart's going to be here. and I know that's your idol. That's your goat, Bret Hart. Why don't you come here and just go to the meet and greet and meet him? No plans on music. No plans at all. So I said, okay. So I went to the meet and greet. And at the time, there was this black stable called Black Wall Street. Uh, Drolix, who ended up being the first wrestler in the Indies that ever made a music for. And one of my best friends to this day. Um, he was in a group called Black Wall Street. They were coming out to a game song at the time. They didn't have original music. So it was uh, a stable. It was uh, four guys and a girl. Shout out to Amber Rodriguez as well. She just made her return. Love you, sis. And, you know, um, he was like, yo, you should make a song for that. So at the time, I just had Roman Reigns out. I had nothing else out but that one song. So I'm like, okay. He, I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll look at this. So he ends up talking to Drolix. Uh, my friend Rich ends up talking to Drolix. And they ended up uh, talking on Twitter and talking about what he wants for the song. So I said, so he's like, yo, what do you think you should do for the song? I said, well, uh, give me a couple of the signature moves. Um, who they are as wrestlers and where they're from. And I'll just go from there and wing it. So I ended up talking to Drollix, making the song, and winged it. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no blueprint that I have now. Six years later, I just winged it, bro. I didn't know the guy. I never met him. I never spoke to him that night when we was in Maryland. I never even spoke to him because he was a heel. He didn't do autographs okay. and stuff like that as heels. So I didn't know the man. I just put him on Twitter for five minutes. That's it. I went in the studio, I found a beat, and the rest is history. And it ended up it ended up going crazy in Maryland. And so I just was smart enough to capitalize on it. Then a couple guys in, in, in the group wanted to um a couple of guys in the group wanted themes for themselves, a tag team, then solo team, and then everybody in the and then the locker room started going. And then at that time, Leo Rush and uh Velveteen Dream were a part of that same oh, okay. promotion. So I made their tag team theme song when they were when Velveteen and uh and Leo were a tag team in the Indies in 2015. Sudden Impact, the second big theme I ever made when there was a tag team of Sudden Impact when Dream and Leo were a tag team in the Indies. So that's how far back I go, and I've been doing this the past six years, bro. I've just stuck with and, it, bro. And you, you've done well for yourself, and that and you know that's dope. Another thing, you know, Velveteen and, and Leo, you know, two big stars in NXT. Uh, you know, Leo was up on uh, Raw for a little bit with Bobby Lashley. Uh, but knowing that you know them, you know, hey, how is he? You know, you, you've seen uh, Leo Rush. You guys made some music together recently uh, with Mr. Wrestle and Flow, Josiah Williams. 
Uh, shout out to him. That that's a good dude. Uh, I got to meet him last year uh, before he really like blew up. And a, a, a great absolutely dude. shout out to Josiah, man. Shout out to now he would always talk with me, and you know I, I'm in a wrestling group on Facebook, and there was a group chat, and not with him, but we'd talk with him on Twitter about different things. Uh, he was on my buddy CJ. Shout out, shout out my dude CJ uh, on his former podcast, uh, and they had a really good episode. And then uh, you know he was doing all the theme songs of different things, you know, remixing all the th- the songs. I uh, met him at uh, Takeover. I was on the floor by the ramp, and then he was you know, there, and I was closer to like the the entrance, got like going backstage and stuff. So I saw him, you know, went up and you know introduced myself. We talked for probably five ten minutes at first, and then he came back out, and we're you know we're talking again, and it's during the uh, the main event of Cole and Gargano, and me and him just marked out together, and and seeing that. Someone like you is with someone like him, and then with someone like Leo Rush and making music together. That that's dope to me. Absolutely, man. You know, shout, first of all, shout out to Josiah Williams, shout out to Mega Ram, shout out to shout out to all of us who are holding the pillars and and making this happen. Josiah, Josiah, I'm always give Josiah his credit for the fact that he did what would seem impossible. WWE. Was not known to be signing yeah. talent like that, and then you know he what I mean? Wraps Adam Cole and, to the ring, and that's that's incredible. WWE has never done anything like that with someone who they built from scratch. You know, he wasn't a famous rapper; they just brought out of nowhere. They they built him and gave him that platform. And like I tell everybody, everybody, you know, people ask me like, "Yo, bro, why you you've been around so long? Why you do?" I'm like, "Yo, bro, that that wasn't my that wasn't my right. call." Yep. You know what I mean? Everybody, everybody. Everybody has a different calling. Like my calling is to be on the Swerve City podcast, to do AEW, to be on AEW's theme songs. So that wasn't my thing. That that's might not be my fit. That is perfect for Josiah for what he does. And you know, you have to know your lane and, and where you fit in the conglomerate. And everybody's opportunities is different. So you you know, you wish the best for everyone and you want everyone to win. You know what I'm saying? And salute to him for everything that um that he's doing is is a competition. Everybody wants to be the best. He feels he's the best. I feel I'm the best. Mega Ran, I feel he's the greatest wrestling rapper of all time. But that doesn't mean when we're not on songs together, I don't want to have the best record. And that's my big bro. Love him. But that doesn't mean that you know it isn't friendly competition or we don't want to feel like we're the best as you feel like with your podcast when you hit record, you know, nobody's topping what you do. So it's it's um you know, is it friendly competition? We all want to be the best and we all want to have the best verse, and you know, if you check out that, let them know with me, him, and Mega Ran now on streaming platforms with me, Josiah, and Mega Ran. If the, the three titans uh, came together on a record and gave you guys a a dope, a dope song, and um, you know, hopefully, there's more with the three of us, you know, all connecting together. Yeah, I hope so too, because that song was and, was incredible. Uh, you had sent it to me early, and I was like, oh man, I was like. And I tweeted out something. I was like, "What's in my headphones isn't in your headphones, but it will be soon, and it, you're gonna, you know, enjoy it or something along those lines." And yeah, that song was amazing. Yeah, I just, I just uh, another, another, another caveat, man. Because every time I talk to you, bro, I'm gonna give you the exclusives, and you're the only one that's gonna get them. I actually hit him up about doing a music video for that. So hopefully, it happens. Because uh, that'd be good to see, to see the the Titans come, all all the Titans come together and. And uh, do a video for. I, I brought it up to him. I mean, who knows what'll happen in the universe? But you know, let's uh, let's see if it'll happen. I mean, I, yeah. I'd love to have. It. 
just for, just for what all three of us has done, it'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a great and then, look. You know, Mega Ran is someone I reached out to as I had a, an idea for a uh, like a podcast roundtable or a discussion panel or whatever you want to call it uh, that I, you know took to your attention and you thought it was a dope idea to get all the people who do wrestling rap to get them together and talk, you know, about theme songs in general of, of wrestlers and then doing theme songs for wrestlers and then, you know, incorporating wrestling into raps. You know, because Wale is one of my favorites and he always has some sort of wrestling uh, bar in there at some point, you know. Absolutely. He was doing that before I even thought about grabbing a wrestling mic. He, he's been... He's been doing that, so he's he's definitely a godfather right. of it. You know what I mean? And seeing what Conway, Conway and um, Conway and uh, Griselda and uh, all of them are doing now with the with the wrestling raps that they uh, that Conway and um, uh, I forgot the other guy's name. I keep forgetting his name. Um, from Griselda, what they what they do with the uh, with the music and uh, not Benny, the other guy, uh, the leader. Uh, there's Conway. There's Benny, and then there's um my guy. He does the right, noise noises and stuff. Ah, um, uh, oh, the names on top of my towel. Just listening to them the other day too. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all gonna kill me. But that you talking about? Um, you talking about West Side? Huh? West Side Gun. Word. My bad. And um, yeah, for him and what he's doing, and and to see that, like, uh. You know, but people ask me like, "What are my goals? Like, what are my goals left after all that I've done?" Honestly, bro, whether it's Swole or Guevara, I have to perform live at AEW. It, I just, I it, all right. Whether either one of those songs, I, I'm good, and I can tip my cap for what I've done. Like, I just well, for right, for that, it'd be it'd be really cool know? if it was Swole, just because uh, you guys are the you know do the Swerve City podcast together. Uh, you, how long have you known her now? Oh, we go back. Uh, let's okay, say it's so been about two, years, two years. And the chemistry between the three of you guys on on screen is amazing. Uh, and she seems like a, a lot of fun to be around. But I think that would be the one that that I, I and for as for AEW, I'm not the biggest fan of AEW. I've been very critical of them. They do some dope shit. They they absolutely do. Uh, they killed the uh, empty arena setting last week. Uh, Cody's doing his thing. And you know, so there's some things I like about, it, but overall, it eh, it's just not not what I what I like. But you know, there's a... got you, man. It's not it's not your it's not your so cup of Java, my guy. With a bunch of people about you know the comparisons of AEW and, and WWE, and, and you know I'm I'm a WWE loyalist. You know the company hat is always on for WWE. That that's what I grew up with. You know I obviously grew up with WCW and then expanded to other things as I got older. But you know WWE was it for forever but but i would tune into that every single i would i don't care what if it was a dynamite or if it was a pay-per-view i would tune in from the very beginning not knowing where you're at on the card and just watch the whole thing and just oh that's my guy on there performing live absolutely man it's in the universe man we've been talking there's some stuff there's some there's some things in the talks with me and that company i can uh i can't say publicly you'll you'll know behind the scenes but um, there, there's some things that you know I I, I can't. Right. I wish I could say, but I can't. But, but uh, let's just say you know there's some things that I'm doing, things that's in talks, and uh, 
you know, man, we just keep 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 the needle pushing, and I'm gonna keep working. And man, I, I'm really excited for this music yeah, I'm about to drop. Time and and uh, go real quick. It's so gonna be out. on the song with you for her, uh, her song. Right, is she, right. Is, is she like song, right. wasn't like into music like that? Like, obviously, she listens to music, and I'm sure she sang in the past somewhere. But is she was she like Swerve and just all right? This is my first or one of my first few times doing this. Yes, same thing. Um, she just she said Swerve like Swerve could sing, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, that's my sister. I love her, but I was like, huh. I don't want her to sing. And he's like, yeah. He's like, trust me. I know she can do this. So I'm like, I said, I believe you, bro. You know what I mean? We family. I, I'm not I'm not going against your word, but I just got to hear it. I got I got to hear this. Because, you know, when, you, when you've been doing music so long time, you've been hearing everything under the sun. You know, your, your ears get kind of diluted. So um, she went to the studio and she was like, I might be broke. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? what? I was like, yep, okay. She sang the hook, and I'm just, she sings the chorus to Bro Boys. I'm like, yep. Yeah, because when that first came out, you know, so, was, you know, TZ and, and Swerve or whatever, however it was, you know, whoever song, whatever it was. And then, you know, I heard that, and then I realized, like, I don't know, a couple days later, I was like, oh, that was Swole. I was like, no, nah, hold on. And I listened, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I did not know that was her for, like, the first few times I listened to it. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, that, that's that's dope too. That you know, someone who isn't from that background of you know doing you know you know songs and stuff coming in, being able to do something like that on Broke Boys, and then doing her thing on uh, her own theme song, like it doesn't really get much better than that. I don't think. Absolutely, we had a lot of fun that session. That session was a lot of fun. We, me and her, were clowning, and we, you know, shout out to our engineer T. Shout out to Shardy T. If you guys are in the Florida, Central Florida, St. Pete area. This guy, I'm going to give him a quick plug. He's done uh, studio sessions with with uh, with Juvenile, with Little Boosie, with, I mean, uh, Joe Budden, Slaughterhouse. He's done stuff for Eminem. I mean, you guys in there, this guy will mix your song and have it sounding crazy. He did uh, eight songs on the album of this album with me and uh, Swerve. But he does everything, all my music, everything that I do with he does the sound on it. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, he, he laced up that song and then in the swole, you know, that swole song, man, that song is crazy. I think, um, you know, uh, probably with the way that the characters fit, unless, even though Sammy's more of a natural heel, it'll probably make more sense with swole because of what we've done. Not too many heels get like live performances. Yeah, well, Adam Cole did, but you know. I don't know if you can. Right, 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 right. And, but that for that for that moment for for how Josiah right. came out, it and makes it, it makes it sense. It would have made sense uh, when he just fought uh, Darby Allen at the last pay per view they had because I watched that because uh, I was you know wanting to watch the Box and Kenny and Hangman matches. Everyone said it was the you know the greatest ever. Uh, it was a great match. I don't think it was the greatest, but that would have been a cool time for you to do that because you know it was a fresh you know fresh feud. Sammy was feeling himself. Uh, obviously that didn't happen and it will happen at some point whether it's him or Swole like you said but that's going to be dope and, and and so I'm assuming you, you get to be around some of these guys in AEW correct? Um, I haven't had a chance no, uh, when they NXT came because you know, a lot of them are 
right there. Right, 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 right. I don't really have like a, a firm relationship with a lot of AEW guys. Um, my guys are, I mean, I mean, besides, um, besides Santana and Ortiz and me and Sammy having a good, uh, a good working relationship. Sammy, I mean, uh, the LAX now known as uh, Proud and Powerful, they are my brothers. Like they, they, we had me. It was a, a, a when me and them connected. It was. We were working the um, indie promotion one time. I was doing commentary and Swerve, and um, at the time, LAX was on the card. We had a two-hour car ride where me, Swerve, and LAX talked oh. hip-hop the whole that trip. Played, did you, have you heard this song? Have you heard this one? Who, who's better, this person or that person? When I connected with them. Like, we already interviewed them before, but like we when we became close, was that conversation. So, shout out to Proud and Powerful. I'm very, very happy with what they're doing. Yeah, those are two guys um, I love to, you know, you know, have an hour. They're good dudes. They're good dudes. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you about them on a separate situation uh, once, we, once we're done with it. All right, yeah. But, um, yeah th- those are two guys that, you know, I've loved their work from from years ago in, in TNA or Impact, whatever the hell you want to call it. But, you know, they're two people I'd like to, you know, sit down with and be like, all right, let's just talk. Whatever the hell you do. chop up game, of course, chop up, chop up some game, of course. So yeah, that, that you know that's another cool aspect. You know, so like I, I said earlier, I asked you about the NXT guys or WWE guys. Uh, you know, I would ask about the AEW guys if you, whenever you get the chance to do that. Because uh, like I said, I don't hate AEW. I just it's just not always for me. They do some dope shit, but I think it's more of the fan base. But that you know, that's just one of those things and in sports or in, in wrestling that, you know, the fandoms of things and those things get in the way, but seeing all this, hey man, I, I, I totally, I totally understand. I totally understand because I'm that way when it comes to hip hop fans. Like you can't tell a Jay-Z fan, nothing. You can't tell a Jay-Z fan, a Jay-Z fan. Yeah, no, you're not telling them nothing. You can't tell, you can't tell a person who loves Jay-Z, like, like admires that man. You can't tell them nothing. That's just like with Lil Wayne too. I'm a, I'm a huge Lil Wayne fan. No one's telling me shit about him. Bro, we all got them people. You can't tell Swerve anything about Eminem. Oh, you can't yeah? tell me. You can't tell me anything about Fifty Cent, bro. <laughs> you can't. I'm not. I'm not listening to. It. I'm not. I'll, I'll have my own critiques myself when I'm being honest. Oh, absolutely. But when, it comes to, when it comes to like me defending my dog, like Nas, Fifty Cent, and Nas is my goat. But I will listen to criticisms of Nas before I listen to Fifty Cent criticism. Okay. Like that's just that's just you know my guy, and you and you have to. Andre three thousand and fifty cent. I'm just not listening. To okay, I'm yeah. not. And, and we all have those guys. Like mine's Lil Wayne, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, Lil Wayne's washed. He sucks now." But I thought his last two albums were dope. You know, but maybe that's just the fan of me. I don't know. But I thought a lot of it was dope. There's some, you know, misses. But that's gonna happen when he put out twenty something songs, a an album, a mixtape, whatever. But no one's yeah, of course, no like everything about anything he's ever. As long as you're consistent, that's all that matters. And you know, he he's he's one. Someone that I, I woke up to as like a hero, and another one was Kobe. Everything, no one's telling me shit about Kobe. You know, I'll, I'll say Facts. I'll say Michael Jordan's the best, but Kobe Bryant's my goat. Kobe Bryant is the greatest player I've ever watched. Yeah, that's that is who we grew up watching, yep. bro. And you know, I did I didn't grow up with Jordan. When I grew up, Jordan, when I remember Jordan, he was facing Utah in his last two years, and I was still a kid. I was like eight, nine. Right. Like I grew up like my formative high school years was watching Kobe with the Afro kick ass, bro. Yeah, Kobe was you know was my guy, and you know I still, I still I don't think I fully processed the the fact that he's gone, but he's one of those guys. You're not telling me shit about him. You're not telling me shit about Lil Wayne. You're also not telling me shit about Vince McMahon. You're not telling me shit about that at all. 
and and as a, and a wrestler, Shawn Michaels, you're not not telling me anything. Oh, you know this person's better. No, no one's better than him. Or Ric Flair. No, I love Ric Flair. Ric Flair is probably one one A to Shawn Michaels one to me. But yeah, no one's telling me shit about them. Uh, absolutely, and I, and that's that's you got to doubt. Like I told, like me and Swerve talk about it. Just some things, some things you got to die on your sword as a man, bro. And that's 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 being a man, bro. You have to die right or wrong. I'm not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying you have to die. You have to be willing to die on your sword as a man on certain things, and that that is that is how you feel. Like I feel that way about Fifty Cent. I feel that way about Bret Hart. I feel that way about. I feel way, I feel that way about um what else? I feel that way about uh Steve McNair. Okay. Uh I feel that way about um who else? I feel that way uh Randy Moss for right, Randy Moss for you. I feel that way about Barry Sanders. Like Barry Sanders is the guy to me. Like I just I just don't think no back's been better. That's just that's just my guy. But at the same time, you know, that's how it has to be. Like you have to you have to stand you have to stand square on that like um you know it's it, it's crazy seeing like how how everything works and you know you you put it you put in work and you and you start putting in you know you start getting up and you start get, reaching different upper echelons of people and different conversations and you realize so many people are so much of the same you know I, I've had so many conversations with wrestlers and somebody like most of the people I've met in this business has been so cool. You lose touch with certain people over time. That's life. But as far as the, like when you with them, a lot of these guys are are, are the same people, you know. And uh, I just hope that one day, you know, that people really get an opportunity to see some of these guys outside outside of the likes because certain people make the mistake of of living with that character outside of when the lights come off, and that's when the problem comes. Mm-hmm. But for us, for someone like me, one thing I always believed, like, and I think this is why I, I call myself the people's champ of wrestling music. This is why I call myself that. It's because no matter what I've accomplished, I don't have no ego. I'll be in a wrestling group talking with everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, people are like, oh, man, you're talking, you're interviewing Kayla Braxton, and you're interviewing, you're interviewing Killian Dane, and you're in there, and you're still in the group with us. It's like, bro, I don't have no dog. I'm the same person no matter what, bro. Yep. I'm not going to be that dude because I know what it was like when, it was, when I was in their position trying to come up and I respond to everyone's comments. I like everyone's comments. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to people. Like, I'm not, I'm not that dude, bro. Like, I, I'd rather leave the business than be that guy. I'd rather leave the business. Absolutely, and that's and that's another thing that you know, that it's a, it's a quality that you know I'm drawn to you with, and you know you're always, it's it's not, yeah, you know you you're gonna say yeah I'm the best, but it's not I'm the best and fuck y'all, it's I'm the best, but here, get up to get let me you know lend my hand out and I'll bring and do what I can to bring you up to the same level as me because you know like you said we all can eat, we can all eat. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, like, like. Look, man. I don't like. I look at it like this. Swerve City. I grab a plate. I, I, I'm, I'm an angular part, but Swerve's cooking up a lot of the groceries, and I'm, I'm grabbing. I'll season it from here on out, and I'll, I'll add my little touches to what needs to be touched on. Sometimes on certain things, I'm, I'm making the meal myself. But everybody sits at the table, say the grace, and eat the plate, eat together. You know what I mean? Like, 
everybody eats together. Yep. So it's like, what? Why? Why can't I try to give my dog a fellow plate when you know there's no reason to harm the spotlight? You always get respected more when you're at your peak of what you do and you're willing to give people opportunities than ten years from now when no, but when the generations change and I'm not as active and my time is kind of up. Then you want to give opportunities to people. It's like, no. What did you did you look out when you were at your peak? When you were at the at, when you when you were at your creative peak? When you were you know doing what you were doing? When you were quotation on top in many ways? Were you giving out hands to help people, or did you just wait like everybody else did when they're relevant? And then you know what I mean? You're yep. trying to help someone else out. Like, nah, it doesn't fit the same. It doesn't work the same because time has passed you by. Yep, but sure. It, time passes everyone by, and uh, absolutely, absolutely. And and the wave changes. You're not always going to be at your creative strengths forever. You're not always going to be at the at the at the top forever. You know, the waves change. People come in, new new talent comes in, new adapts come in, new ideas come in, and you have to learn how to adapt. Absolutely, I think that's the, and that's that's what people I think miss out on in this business, and and especially in wrestling is that the greatest, whether you're an American badass or whether you're, you know, whether you're um, Chris Jericho, who's reinvented himself every like two years for like the past 30 years. Right. And, you know, you, you think about like that, the, the ability to adapt is what makes you, makes you a legend. It's what makes you great. Your ability to adapt to the current climate, your ability to adapt your podcast style, to, to add new things to your podcast. So next year, Depending on your podcast, won't be the same as 2019 or 2020. 2025, you might have a studio by then. You might have you might have your own building. You might have something that is going to change and grow. That's and that's what and exactly. And that's what's supposed to happen with your uh, with your business and your brand. You're supposed to change. You're supposed to adapt. And I don't think a lot of people can adapt because they're so used to being one type of person. Yeah, but the I industry agree. changes. And, you know, you see that all over with sports and, and wrestling and, and rap. You know, you have to evolve with the times. Like, uh, like for example, like like Eminem is, is sort of like an exception to that because he's still rapping the same way, only he's not, you know, rapping like as the angry Eminem that, uh, you know, he did back, you know, years ago. And uh, so he's adapted to, to an extent, like to leave out like some of the, the shit that he was saying, but at the same time, he stayed himself, but adapted enough to, you know, just put out an album not too long ago uh, out of nowhere. I didn't really know that was coming. You know, someone like him, and like you said, Jericho, reinvent yourself. Uh, so I've been doing this stuff since I was a freshman in college in 2009. Uh, shout out Clarion University, alma mater of myself and Kurt Angle and John Calipari. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've been, you know, covering sports for for all these years and I've been talking about sports and uh, I didn't really know what podcasts were when I was in college. And then, you know, we started doing one at, at, the, at the newspaper. I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. And then I was like, Oh wait, I can do this on my own. I have, I have a computer. I have a microphone. Let me do this. All right. You know, I've, I've done things in the past and done different interviews and I've set up different things. So, but I couldn't stay the same like that. I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. I had to find different ways to, you know, reach out to people and I, uh, the gorilla, the gorilla position website that I'm writing for now, I reached out to someone that uh, I'd somewhat connected with on Twitter a few years ago. And I was like, all right, you know, I wonder if he has anything, that, you know, anything that can lead me somewhere. 
And he did, and, you know, gorilla position has, has done me well so far. Uh, I think I have five columns up, six maybe, five or six. Uh, it drops every Good. third day. Stop. So, you know, we got – I got a bunch of things – a bunch of ideas for things I'm going to write, things I'm going to have on this podcast. And, you know, uh, having someone like you support that, it's it, it's humbling to me, and it's also – you know, exciting for me. Cause I'm like, wow, that, you know, that's a guy that I look up to that's doing a bunch of cool different things right now. And it's like, Oh yeah, come on. You can, you're with me too. All right. Well, let me. Uh- Absolutely, bro. And that, that's the, that's the beautiful thing, you know? And like, 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 like somebody told me, the old man told me one day, he's like, you know what? He's like, everybody wants control. Everybody wants control. Everybody wants control. Everybody wants to control the narrative. They want to control their, their, um, their uh their logic they want to control the narrative they want to control their brand they want to control how they look they want to control how people receive them they want to control how they want to adapt to people to stick with them you can't control everything now this is what i and this is what the old man told me it's like look at some point you put you know you could you can put a boat in the river you can't change how fast that water goes or how slow it goes you got to put that water and have faith that's all you can have. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. That's a good. You can control whatever you want to. You can control everything in your dynamic. I can put as many rap songs as I want to put out. I can put as many theme songs as I can put out. I can rap five songs about Rocky Johnson tomorrow. I can do whatever I feel like I want to do. But you can't control how people are going to receive it. Receive it. So you got to have faith. You know, you can't control the flow of the water. You can't control the current in the ocean. You go to the beach, that current might be strong as hell that day, and you might not be able to get in the water because it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous hazard to get in the water. But you know what? You can't control the way the water goes. You got to have faith, bro. And that's why I believe in you, because you have faith, my guy. You have faith, and you believe in what you believe in. Anytime you hit me up, I'm always there for my dog, because I know what it's like to be in broadcasting and to want, just want a chance, just want a chance to interview certain people and want a chance to build my platform and want a chance to have, to get to know these guys because I look up to these guys in the entertainment industry for what they do. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why I can't let them hand and say, you know what, man, this is, not only this is my friend, this is, new, this is a brother of mine that deserves this because one, you're doing it the right way. You know, you're, you're not on social media going crazy and begging for stuff and begging for opportunities. No, you're doing it the old-fashioned. I, I'm, I, I, I attract people. I'm, a, I'm attracted to people as friends that I can see that they grab the hard hat, they grab their lunch pail, like the Flintstones. Like Fred, like Fred Flintstone. Okay. He grabs, his, he grabs yep. his hard hat, he gets in his little truck, he gets his little, uh, this little riding thing, he, he take him and Barney Rubble take their little feet, they grab their lunch pail, they go to work, they take their ass home. And that's who, that's the, I'm, I'm attracted to those people. You know what I mean? Yep. Those people that aren't afraid to put on the hard hat, do the construction work, get their 30 minute or hour lunch break, clock back in and give people a hard day's work. That's what, that's the kind of people that I rock with. So when I see you doing it and I see you doing it yourself and I see what, what works it takes to stay motivated in, in, in an industry that is not built on structure, because we're just kind of winging it each and every day because of our passion. Absolutely. There's no guaranteed structure that we're going to win in anything. And I don't mean to go on a spiel a little bit, but I just want to give people a little bit of the understanding of 
you know, why I believe in you the way that I believe in you. You know, no, and I, I appreciate people, that. And, you know, something. That- and, and that's, you know, that, that was my main point of saying all this. It's like, look, man, I believe in you. You're the best podcast in the world. You're putting in work. You're doing it the right way. And as long as you do it the right way and keep your nose clean, even when, you know, even when, even when, you know, it's congestion out there, you, you stay busy. Who cares? I don't care how many other podcasts are out there. I don't care who does what. I don't care if, if, uh, if Jesus Christ comes back on earth and has a podcast, the Petty Eddie podcast is the number one podcast in the world and keep doing damn work, bro. I'm proud of you. And my guy, I appreciate that. And you know, that, that that's something that you know motivates me here and things like this. Uh, that makes me want to do even better. So the next time we're on, we're gonna have a, you know probably a whole completely different conversation or maybe different topics. Maybe we'll have sports then. I, I'm hoping we really have sports. Uh, you know, I, I take things like you said. I'm doing it the right way. I'm trying to do it the right way. I'm asking, I'm reaching out to people, and that used to be a thing that wasn't me. I I couldn't reach out. I, I'm hard headed. I'm gonna do this on my own. I can figure this out. And then you know, as you evolve over time, you have to learn to. All right, hey. This guy can maybe offer me something. Let's see what he has to say. All right. Take everything that people say, piece it together. Uh, any good thing, you know, I, I love it. You know, that's awesome. Uh, any bad thing, I also love that too. If you want to say that my work sucks, awesome. That, if you feel that way, I made you feel some type of way when, when I wrote. I controlled that. And, you know, there's been people that, you know, in this industry that have, you know, helped. Uh, you know, like I said, you have, Lamar has, Charles Eisenberg has, uh, uh, a few others have uh, the guys over at Don't Try This at Home Radio. Uh, good dudes. Uh, chopped it up with them on their podcast. And Julio was on uh, my podcast, the, the debut episode. So shout out to him and, and Gino the book. Uh, make sure to go follow them. Don't Try This at Home Radio. Uh, but there's someone you know that I look up to and like they're doing a dope podcast. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Let me do this dope thing as well. You know, it's just friends talking. You know, there's people in here in this industry that don't have your back. Uh, I'll get into this another episode, but there's a certain wrestling media member that I had reached out to, uh, you know, DM'd him, was like, hey, you know, I know I can't probably write for your site right now, but, you know, do you have anything where I could look up and, you know, find something? And he sent me to, like, theinquisitor.com or some shit. It was, like, biased writing. It was, I don't know. It just wasn't, I was like, okay. So I got side-eyed that, but now I'm just like, all right, well, good. I'm going to use that. And one day you're going to see that, hey, I probably should have, you know, taken a shot on this guy. You know, that, that. Uh, and, you, and you know what, bro, that use that use that as that fuel, man. But I want to I want to bring a jewel out real quick to say this too, man. Listen, I'm going I'm to call my you know what? This is the podcast that I, I need to do this, man. And, and for my bro, man, Mega Ram, bro, I'm going to say this publicly, man. And I'm a man. I'm going to text you, bro. Hop on my man podcast, bro. My man. Yeah. You know, as I said earlier, I'm going to I'm gonna call my bro. Mega Ram, man. Give my bro, give my bro an hour or two of your time, man. You, you have, you've been around even longer than me, bro. You, you, you've been on, um, you know, you've been on what culture, you know, what culture you, you, you know, you, you've been on the new day podcast, man. You, you, one of the reasons why I do this myself. So you know what I mean? Come on, Mega we're gonna be gonna make this happen. Hop on my bro podcast. I'm gonna make Man, that I happen. I appreciate that. And like I said earlier, I hit him up before he hit me back up. You know, I went through his website, whatever, how to you know contact him. He hit me back up about that, that uh podcast panel or discussion table about the, the theme songs and stuff. I want to get a bunch of wrestling rappers in a room and then you know propose a question and everyone just goes around discussing and and this and that. And he thought that was a dope idea. I was trying to get it for uh uh, Starcast or WrestleCon or I've been trying to do different things, but once we get that going, you know, 
we're going to drop more knowledge for you guys and, and give more behind the scenes look of, of what makes, you know, how these guys think when they do wrestling songs. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, you know, saying, you know, having him, you know, hitting him up and saying, you know, come on my podcast. Cause I think he's dope. Uh, it's definitely someone that you gravitate to if you're a wrestling and rap fan. And, you know, that, that'd be awesome. And that, you know, that's another way you're looking out. Uh, and I appreciate that. You know, so we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very thankful that you came on with me today, TZ. Uh, thank you for the theme song. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your time. Uh, all of that. You know, I couldn't, I wouldn't be in a position where I'm at now without your, some of your guidance, some of your words of wisdom for me. Because uh, I've hit you up a few times and when I was down about some things and, and I had some writer's block. But I- Gosh, okay. No problem at all, you know, that's the technology these days, and we have to adapt, and luckily, you know, Anchor is a great host for, for this podcast, and I can you know, chop that up and edit that later on. But uh, thank, you, thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, but I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you, uh, you know, doing the theme song. It's a dope theme song. I, I was listening to that heavy for a while uh, when you sent it. I was letting all my friends listen to it, and I was sending it to them. I was playing it. Uh, you sent it to me. We are playing darts at a bar one night. And I was like, oh, and my, my friend's like, what? And I was like, oh, my theme song came. He's like, what? And I was like, remember my theme song? And he's like, yeah, I was like, it's here right now. And he's like, oh, okay. So, I, you know, I played it right there on my phone. And he's like, oh, that's fucking, you know, dope. And I was like, yeah, it is, you know. So thank you again for that. Thanks for all of the, you know, the the, the talks that we've had about different things. Because I've hit you up when I was uh, down about some things about writing. Uh, you gave me some good advice. Uh you know, you keep me in in the loop of things behind the scenes that not everyone's privileged to. And, you know, I appreciate that. And I just appreciate you as a person, my man. Hey, man, there's love, Lord, bro. You know, anything that you need, man, I'm always here. Um, you know, we're, we're family first. It's uh, all of us eat at the table, regardless of, you know, who gets a plate first. We all each one teach one. Whoever gets that opportunity, you reach out. You help the next man. You pull the next man forward. There's no crabs in a barrel. If a man's um, hanging on the cliff and you happen to get up first, you put your arm down and you help that man up and you guys continue your journey. So that's what it's all about. And um, anything you ever need, bro, you know, we family and uh, look forward to coming back, man. Whenever you need me, I'm here. And I appreciate that. Make sure to go check out Humble, uh, from Humble Beginnings, April 4th. Uh, it's on all streaming platforms, correct? Yep, it's on all streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Look out for all the music videos I'm dropping. Look out for uh, a lot more podcast content. And uh, yeah, man, let's keep let's keep pushing and uh, pushing the narrative, bro. Love you, man, and keep keep doing your thing. Love you too, my man, and we'll talk soon. All right, family. All right, later. Later. And that wraps up episode two of the Petty Eddie podcast. Be sure to hit me up on Twitter at King Over Fifteen. Hit up my man TZ at TZ Scott. Uh, look out for his music from Home Beginnings, and uh, you know check that out. Be sure to hit subscribe. This will be on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor Podcasts. Uh, there's a couple others I can't remember. But if you're listening to this and if you hit play and you reach this point, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Until next time, you be easy.